Tired of hearing the same thing over and over again? Frustrated with the social, political, and professional landscape of your community? If so, you're in the right place. We can tackle any issue or conversation if we approach life with the Reasonable Person Standard. And now, Dr. Bob. Thank you, Dean. And welcome, everybody, to the Reasonable Person Standard. This is Dr. Bob. I'm so glad you've joined us. So how many times in life do you get to be a part of history, to be a part of the very first? Well, you know what? You're in luck because today this is the very first podcast um, of what I hope to be a long series of great conversations um, through the Reasonable Person Standard, where we're going to be talking about simple issues, complex issues, uh, you name it, um, things from the ground level, but really just looking at it from the reasonable standpoint. And when I started talking about this journey a while ago, people asked me, uh, hey, when you get when you get to doing this, what is what does it mean the reasonable person standard? What does reasonable actually mean? Like, isn't it subjective to some degree? And the reality is, yeah, it is subjective. To be honest with you, it is subjective. But we can all sort of land on some basic terminology, like some rules of engagement here moving forward for this podcast. And so I just start. What better place to start than just the basic dictionary? And a dictionary, the term reasonable really means to be fair, to be moderate meaning not excessive, not extreme, and typically having sound judgment, right? Reasonable, sort of right down the middle. So if you, if you, take, if you take away the, the extremes one way or the other, you're sort of left with this, what I call the meat and potato zone. That's the reasonable person standard. So to kick things off for this first podcast, uh, I thought we'd get into the basics of negotiations. And the reason I picked this topic is because, number one, I love negotiating, and in layman's terms, negotiation means haggle. So I love to haggle. For those that, uh, of my friends and family that know me, they know I love eBay, I love OfferUp, I love Craigslist, anywhere where I can engage with people specifically to negotiate a price on, an, on a product or a service or something. I just love the, the sort of idea of haggling. I like the process of it. And typically, I like the process of haggling more than I like actually getting the item itself. So I know that's a, a crazy a logic and it's not um, super intuitive, but that's just who I am as a person. So and another reason I picked negotiations is because just think about the current state of things in our, in our country right now. You know, we have this pandemic, and which means that, you know, a lot of people are on lockdown. Uh, we're trying to be as frugal um, as ever. We are, you know, s- some supplies are in, are in high demand, but have, you know, a low opportunity to get those things. And so you have to be super smart with your money. Not that you shouldn't be always, but in this case, you know, the haggling and the bartering um, is, is just part of what our society is, right? And then you think about even the political and the social turmoil and conflicts, there's a lot of negotiations that are happening or attempted to be happening uh, around the world given all these things. And so, you know, again, whether you negotiate, whether you haggle, or if you're from the Northeast, they call it dickering. So where, wherever you're from and whatever you call it, there's, a, there's, a, there's some basic things that if you, if you look at negotiations through the reasonable person standard, through the lens um, of being reasonable, it's going to help you a lot, right? So, and there's so many different ways to approach negotiations. I can tell you, you know, uh, here's a scenario for me, uh, like through Craigslist, we'll say. So, a person will have an item, and let's say for the sake of this discussion, it's a bicycle. So, <clears throat> this person says, hey, I'm trying to sell this bicycle for $200. He's the seller. I come to the table and say, I'm interested. 
So now, just by doing so, we've started we've started this relationship, right? And as a seller, he's trying to get the most amount of money for his item. And as the buyer, I'm trying to pay the least amount of money. So already we're at odds with what our objectives are here. But what we're failing to realize is that the reasonable person from the seller perspective would think, hey, I wanna, I'm selling this because I want to get rid of it. So usually selling things, especially secondhand, is not a money-making adventure. It's just to get rid of stuff that you no longer want or no longer need. And you're just trying to recoup some of the cost. Reasonably, you have to think of those words recoup, not profit. If you're lucky enough to make a profit, good on you. But if not, you're looking to just recoup some of those costs. That's the reasonable person standard. So uh, this this one scenario, again, this bicycle, he's, he's asking 200. So I offered him $150. I said, hey, I'd like to buy this for $150. And he says, no. And I said, okay, how about 160? He says, no. I said, how about 180? He says, no. And I said, okay, well, what? What's it going to take? And he said, it's going to take $200. And I said, well, if you're, are you telling me that if I offered you $199, you wouldn't accept it? And he says, that's right. I'm only going to accept $200. Oh, come on, man. That's not reasonable, right? Remember, the first sort of ideology, one of the first rules for negotiations through the reasonable person standard here is if you don't want to sell it, don't list it. So in this case, this person didn't want to really sell it. They were just they just sort of put it up there to see what kind of interest they could gain. But they really weren't interested in selling it because if they were, any reasonable person would have taken $199 instead of the $200 that they really wanted. So again, if you don't want to sell it, please don't list it. You're just going to get frustrated with it, uh, with the process, because you're wasting your time and resources. And me as the buyer, I'm going to get frustrated because I'm telling you this is an item I want, I w- I'm ready to pay money for, which I'm assuming you want, but yet you're saying, no, I really don't want to sell it. So that's rule number one, reasonable person standard for negotiations. If you don't want to sell it, please don't list it. Because what's going to happen is, what I'm going to do as the shark-minded person that I am in, in negotiations, I'm going to send you an email and say, hey, I'm interested in buying this for 150 And you're going to say no. And I'll say, is there any room in your price? And you're going to say no. And I, my response to you will be, okay, great. Feel free to reach out to me again in the future if it doesn't sell, which in my mind, I know it's not. And guess what happens? A week later, you're going to send me an email and says, hey, are you still interested? And I'm going to say yes. And, and you'll get, you're going to say Okay, I'll accept 150. And then my response to you is, my price is now 125. Oh, come on, man. I know you're thinking, "Oh, that's terrible. How could you?" But the reality is, a lot of negotiations, especially within the context of what I'm talking about here, is impulse, right? I I thought I really wanted that item a couple of weeks ago and I was willing to pay 150 bucks. But now have, having slept on it, it's no longer an impulse buy and I would still like it, but not as much as before, so my price is now going down. This is what happens when you list something that you actually don't want to sell. All right, rule number two, don't be a low baller, right? So in my case, this person was asking 200. A low ball offer would be like 50 bucks, right? I'm not going to offer this person 50 bucks, one, because that's an, un, that's an unreasonable expectation that they're willing to let it go for such a low number, given what they're asking for. Now, is there a chance? Of course there is. But given that it's not realistic, the likely outcome is you're going to alienate yourself from that person. So that relationship you've just created is, is going to be now tainted. It's going to be sort of beat up a little bit because they're, they're not going to take you seriously. And they're thinking that you're just trying to get something for free, which you may be. But again, offer something that's reasonable. When you, when you submit a lowball offer that's just beyond any reasonable expectation, 
Um, nothing good typically comes from that, and it's not reasonable. The last thing I want you to think about, about being reasonable within the context of negotiations here is, do not become emotionally attached to the item. For all that is holy, do not. And I say that because what happens is, especially this happens like with car buying or house buying, you, you, you go negotiate a, a car uh, purchase, and you, you get so wrapped around how beautiful the car is. Oh, it's fancy. It's red. It's got a, a sunroof. It's got. It's really fast. The rims look really good. You, you've, you're already picturing yourself driving this vehicle. And as soon as you become emotionally attached to it, it makes the business transaction much more difficult to navigate because now your emotions in some way are clouding your judgment to be able to make good business decisions or good financial decisions. And that, So that's on the, on the buyer's end. And the other the reason it's important not to, to be emotionally attached to it as a buyer is because when the terms are not right, you need to be willing to get up from the table and walk away. Leave the, leave the business deal. Leave it alone. If it's not right, it's just not right. And if you are emotionally attached to that item, it becomes significantly more difficult to do so. Now, if you're emotionally attached as a seller, the opposite is true. You're going to be less willing to negotiate on price, even though your original goal was just to get rid of it. And it's also possible that you just won't sell it at all, which then is totally uh, you know, counter to what you were trying to do in the first place. Typically, what happens in, in, with sellers that become emotionally attached to the item again is that the more interest that's generated about the item or the product that you're trying to sell then the more interested you become in it once again, you sort of fall in love with it all over again. And again, all that's going to do is cloud your judgment. It's going to sort of almost force you to hold the line at a very specific price and not negotiate, which means that your likelihood of achieving a sale decreases exponentially. Uh, and then also it's likely that you just won't sell it anymore. And then that item that you now become magic, magically emotionally attached to is going to go back in your garage and sit there until the next yard sale. So don't do it to yourself. In general, in negotiations, you know, there's three basic strategies. You can go on the offense, you can go on the defense, or you can become passive. Offensive people, not like offensive like you're offensive to people, but going on the offense means that you're like a shark. You're like me. Like I'm going to come at you uh, with a strong presence. I'm going to be charismatic, and I'm going to be sort of uh, firm in my offers to you. The defensive is just the opposite. I'm going to hope that you throw out that first number so that I can figure out how to play off of that. And then the passive is when you're just hoping someone just does the work for you. You're just trying to stay out of it in complete, in complete, in complete nature. So those are your three basic strategies there. We're going to go into more detail about what those mean to you like in bigger conflict management as we get into bigger discussions about our, our political and social landscape of this country. But start here with the basic negotiations. In fact, I challenge you, go out and practice this. Go find something on OfferUp or Craigslist that you're interested in and practice some basic negotiations. Remember, rule number one, if you don't want to sell it, don't list it. Rule number two, don't lowball your offer where it becomes such an unreasonable ask. And number three, no reasonable person becomes emotionally attached to an item they're either trying to sell or they're trying to buy. All it's going to do, ultimately, is cloud your judgment. Hey, I'm so appreciative that you joined me today, and I hope that you found some value uh, with this. Again, my challenge for you is go on OfferUp, go on Craigslist, whatever your, your sort of haggle environment is, pick something relatively inexpensive, and try to negotiate an amicable solution. But remember, at the end of the day, no matter who you talk to, no matter what you talk about, always treat people with dignity and respect. Well, that's our time for the day. 
Thanks for joining us here at the Reasonable Person Standard. Our music was performed by Kevin McLeod, and this podcast series is produced by Jam Studios. Thank you for joining today's conversation with Dr. Bob. Be sure to check out what he'll tackle next at www.bobhabib.net. And remember, you can tackle any issue or conversation if you approach life with the Reasonable Person Standard. Thank you.